From the All-Ireland Business Foundation, this is Elaine Carl bringing you AIBF Business Talk. AIBF is an independent national body tasked with enterprise development and the promotion of best-in-class businesses as business all-stars. Today, I catch up with Hugh Lambert of Integral Financial Planning, who are dedicated to advising company directors and managers on how to structure their life cover, investments and pensions in a cost and tax efficient manner. He's married with two kids, he's an outdoors enthusiast, and he was also an adventurer in a former life. Thank you so much for joining me on AIBF Business Talk today, Hugh. Hugh, they always say that January is a mean month or a lean month in many respects after the busy Christmas period. But I think the cost of living and, and you know, the increased costs and, and all of that, that that's, I suppose, been widely reported on in the media, maybe the sentiment is a little bit different this year. As a financial planner at Integral Financial Planning, what would be the top tips that you have for managing your finances? Um, well, thanks, thanks for inviting me on to the podcast, Elaine. Um, delighted to be here. And, and, and you're right, I think at the moment there's um, a lot of issues around cost of living and the increases and it's definitely been broadcast a lot in the media, certainly on people's minds. Um, I, I think a, a big a big thing is, ju- is to create a habit of managing your finances, I think is, is a really important one. Um, and have to establish it as a priority. It's something that you're going to do on a regular basis. So you've got to, you know, do the pretty mundane stuff. You've got to set the budget and say, this is what I'm allocating to um to to this whether it's your groceries your mortgage whatever it is um then you got to look a little bit further out and say that's your day-to-day what's what's into the future what we need to start to plan for and you work back from there and say well this is i mean retirement and say um kids education would would be two things that people would plan a lot for so it's then working back uh into the current day and saying Okay, we're managing managing the budget. We're we're prioritizing it, creating a habit of reviewing it on a regular basis. So now, maybe we need to create a surplus to start to do the saving. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think just monitoring it as a priority, creating the habit of monitoring it, and then just you know planning out into the future. I think would be most important tips. And I think you know one thing that the change I suppose that has come about, especially in the last two years, is. The amount of online transactions so very often you know we tap our phone or we use revolut or you know we, we pay something online so i think even when we physically don't feel the money in our hands it tends to be an easier spend when i'm speaking from my own side of things as well that sometimes you know we, we kind of let it go a little bit yes oh absolutely when it, when it's when it's with your card or phone or whatever it's an awful lot easier to spend whereas if you have you know, just the way it used to be done, say, when my mom took us out shopping many, many moons ago, she just said cash and the cash mm. was the cash. So whatever was, whatever and was. And you felt it and you saw it and you knew how much, you know, the, the real yeah. value of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. that was what was available to to spend. So it is an awful lot easier to spend with, with card. And I think anecdotally, I think people, a lot of people were talking about going back to cash mm-hmm. just to create create that kind of set budget um, when, the, when they're out. And when it comes then as well, I suppose, to, you know, you mentioned there about two of the big things that we can plan for in life or say retirement and education. And you mentioned there also about creating a surplus. So yes. if one was to go about and you know, was lucky enough to have a surplus, what options are there available for it instead of, I suppose, keeping it in cash, which we all know is is futile? 
Well, I think it, it, it depends on the time frame. So if, if it's if there's something like, let's say you're saving for a deposit in a house and that's something you, you expect to do in the next five years. So unfortunately, cash is is what is the only option really for you then, because although the return on cash is, is pretty poor, um, it's still accessible and it's secure. And if you're looking to, to buy something in the kind of next few years, that's probably what you need, something that's accessible and secure. If you're going past five years, you're more going into investment funds. Um, you know, kind of a, a medium risk fund with, you know, a, 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 a de decent kind of 10 year return. You've got to really be looking at five to 10 years and at, at that sort of time horizon. Um, there's lots of different options. A managed fund that's diversified across different assets like equities, bonds and cash and alternatives. Um, that, that's kind of the alternative that's there at the moment for your for your regular savings and then there are there are bonds available for a lump sum too that have a, a, an element of capital security so they'll return most of your money to you depending obviously what you agree it'll be agreed in advance or all of it so 100 percent as well so that that's available too i think as in the ever. past we really had a guys was a gravitation towards property in the bricks and mortar sector are you, have yes. you seen a change in people's, I suppose, perceptions and openness to looking at other alternatives outside of this and more the equities and that rather than just the property side? Yeah, like I, I think because there's, the, there's a shortage of property at the moment, certainly residential, um, I wouldn't see a lot of people um, going towards the property sector. Now, it, it, I've a, f a few people have, have mentioned it to me recently. Um, but I think because there's such a shortage there, because the prices are very high, uh, um, I, I think it's probably diverted people elsewhere. So people are looking at, well, you know, property isn't an option, which it always was in the past. There's not a lot in deposits. So what, what are the alternatives there? Yeah, so, so it would kind of divert people more towards, you know, your investment bonds. I, I think, you know, I think Irish people are really good savers. Um, but I think quite cautious in terms mm -hmm. of the day-to-day -day saving. I think when you look at a pension, because you can't access it in so long term, there's, you know, people will take a little bit of risk with that. Um, mm -hmm. But when it comes to, you know, earned cash that they're going to be moving from their bank account into something, I think there's an element of caution and people right. want to know that there's not significant risk with that. That's very interesting. I think you hit on something there as well with regard to the pension side of things, you know, um, and perhaps there might be some of our listeners on here today on EIBF Business Talk that are very good and have been very disciplined maybe since they started their working lives and careers. But then on the other side, and the statistics show that there are many that, that haven't the correct provisions made for their retirement from a pension perspective. You, What advice would you give to some anybody that's listening that maybe is, you know, worried or is thinking about, you know, will I have enough money for my retirement? I suppose just ultimately talk to an advisor and, and just try and try and get the, the current uh, state of play in terms of what you have, what that's going to be worth to you in your retirement. Do you need to, to make a change uh, in terms of do you need to maybe start to save more and, and then you can identify what needs to be done and then it's about how to implement that. And like I kind of look at you've got to create the plan, but you've got to you've got to you've got to look at the blockers for the plan as well. So. You know, if you're if you want to save more, you might have necessarily have enough to save. So that's the blocker. So how do you remove the blocker? And, and sometimes I think it was I think it was the Irish Independent um, put up an article saying that it, essentially if you shopped around in your utilities 
mortgage and insurances that you could save up to 10 grand a year. Mm -hmm. So it might be a matter of having to try and reduce the cost somewhere to create a little bit more that you can save or invest. And I think a huge thing around that, Hugh, is actually giving yourself what something you mentioned at the outset, giving yourself the time to actually sit back and to, you know, to manage your finances, create a habit out of it. Just give yourself that little window, be it on an annual basis or whatever, just to review where you're at in terms of your spending, what yeah. surplus you have, to see, you know, what you need to set aside for your pension. Um, and then there's big events that happen in our lives, you know, such as, you know, having a family, um, you know, those holidays that you might want to go on that you won't get the chance yeah, to buy back that yeah, time again. Yeah, and yeah. also education. As a mother of four young children, um, I suppose frighten me here a little bit, but how, you know, what should I be doing to plan for their future? Because, you know, I would be hopeful that they would go on to further education, you know, themselves. Yeah, so it, it's about setting up the, the the regular saving, you know, like a, a lot of people would when when making provisions for for education would look at child benefit, you know, what you're getting for 140 euro a month and say, well, I just start to put that away. Um, and then, I mean, you, you do your calculations to say like there's estimated costs of education, but like there's, there's a lot of variables in there in terms of whether you're kids have to travel to go to college or whether they go locally or whether they travel abroad um, whether they need accommodation. There's a lot of different variables in there. But really, I think, you know, getting a getting projection in terms an estimate in terms of what it's going to cost and then to start to make the provisions. Um, you know, you got to look at and say, if it's more than five years, um, you, you start to go into your regular investment is less than five years. That's really going to be starting to put that into a bank account. Mm hmm. And I think as well, Hugh, that the earlier we can start these, I suppose, you know, the less onerous or the less of a pinch we can feel it on a regular savings amount, the more time you give yourself to actually put that plan in place. So to save over a 10 year period versus trying to save that, accumulate that same pot over three to four years, it's a lot less pressure on yourself. You've got the accumulative compound effect as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, you, you've you got to give yourself really as much time as possible because, um, you know, if, if you, you, you mentioned you have kids, I have kids as well. And, you know, when the kid's there, you know, there's always something to, to spend the money on. Like, it, it doesn't, doesn't sit in your account. <laughs> Definitely. Like, it's literally just like a ping pong ball. It bounces in your account and bounces straight out to pay fresh fees, mortgages, whatever it is. So just from managing your, your kind of cash flow, um, it's a lot easier to give yourself time. So it's a smaller amount on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. to get to the same level and then you kind of get accustomed or used to that money going out and then it's just part of the the budget but i think in terms of i guess when you're reviewing finances you probably need to be doing it monthly and it's mm -hmm. pretty it's not it's not fun it's pretty mundane but you know it's mm -hmm. just a matter of looking and saying okay so we set aside x amount for food or whatever it is did we spend that or did we spend more do we need to do we spend more because we just you know, we just had to pick stuff up on the go or we need to just allocate more for food because it's, it's not enough. And you have to kind of tweak it around and really have to review it probably monthly. Hugh, you've been a mindful of information. So regular, you know, set time aside to manage your finance, you know, review regularly uh, and create a habit. And that yes. takes discipline. So great advice for our listeners here today on EIBF Business Talk. What next for Integral Financial Planning, Hugh? 
Um, I think just the growth of the business. Um, like the, we, I started up Integral Financial Planning in July 2020. Um, I've been in the industry since in, in different different parts of the industry, but in terms of finance, financial planning since October 2007. Um, so I, even though the, the company is a few years old, I, I would consider myself somewhat of an industry. You're a veteran. <laughs> Yeah, considering I started just before the financial crash, you know. It's, no better time to, 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 you know, to enter the world of entrepreneurship yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, but it, I suppose they say a lot of good businesses are born during recessions. So, you know, you get to manage your cash and, uh, and manage your costs as well. And mm-hmm. similar enough, I guess, applies to your your household budget. But I guess the continued growth of the business and try and continue to kind of promote the business brand it in the way and one of the reasons that I wanted to kind of set up my own thing is just to create a brand that I felt might resonate with you know customers mm-hmm. um being able to deal with customers in the best way that I see fit and um yeah to continue to grow the company grow the brand and you know at some point in the future maybe take some staff on and grow that way and just before we wrap up Q I wanted to congratulate you on your two in a row business all-star and especially Thank in your you. own thought leadership you know, in financial services, what does it mean to you and to Integral Financial Planning being part of the Business All-Stars? Um, it means an awful lot. And I think it's because, you know, you, 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 I think it gives credibility in terms of having an external audit on the company and the brand to say, you know, we view this company to be at, uh, you know, a level that can be a a business all-star and I think it gives us a lot of of trust and credibility in the brand and in the company so it means a huge amount to us. Brilliant thank you so much for joining me on AIBF Business Talk today Hugh you've been a mindful of information and we wish you the very best for the future. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to AIBF Business Talk today I really do hope you enjoyed listening in. To find out more about the All-Ireland Business Foundation and the work that we do especially the Business All-Stars program just go to www.aibf.ie. Remember, never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Until next time, from your host, Elaine Carl. Goodbye.